It's important as parents to teach our children the stories from the Bible, but we tend to forget that the geographical, cultural, and historical context is sometimes left out of this teaching. Today we're going to talk about multiple children's books that help little ones learn the true context of God's Word. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello, Raising Christian Kids family and friends. Today I have two wonderful guests on the show, Eric and Meredith Scrotenbohr, and they are both storytellers at heart. Eric is an award-winning filmmaker and music composer, and Meredith is an award-winning journalist and news anchor. They are the creators of the award-winning Christmas resource, The Wandering Wise Men, and authors of Here, O Little One, The Youngest Disciple, and The Mouse in the Manger. Eric and Meredith live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with their two children, Marin and Judah. And I am so happy to have you both on the show. I really love your books. I know my listeners are probably tired of me saying they're fantastic. They're amazing. I love this, but I really only bring the very best people and their materials to the show. So welcome to our show. Well, thank you so much. We're so excited to be here. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, delighted to meet you. Well, tell us the lessons you want kids to learn from reading your two books. Let's start with those, The Mouse in the Manger and The Youngest Disciple. And then after that, tell us what makes Oh Here Little One book so unique. I want our audience to know. <laughs> the Youngest Disciple and The Mouse in the Manger are our two newest books. And they are books that help children learn about the context of the Bible. So the historical, the geographical, the cultural context of the Bible. And we do that through, through a couple stories. So The Youngest Disciple is the story of the the disciple John, and it's kind of his journey as he follows in the footsteps of Jesus. And, and really the lesson we want kids to learn is that you're never too young to follow Jesus. And Jesus believes that you can be like him. And what makes this book unique is it puts the story of John in the correct context. And when you understand the context of the Bible and, and how the educational system was in the first century, it, it's likely that the disciples were young, that they were teenagers. And so John could have been as young as 13 years old. And so in our book, we depict John as young and we depict the um, disciples as young because we really want children to see themselves in this book and that they, can, they too can follow Jesus. And then the second book is The Mouse in the Manger. And this tells the story of a little mouse who wants to give Jesus a gift. He, this little mouse lives in a house in Bethlehem and two Two people come to the door in the evening and they need a place to stay. And it ends up being Mary and Joseph. And this little mouse sees all the other animals who have come in to the house for the night. And this little mouse wants to be able to, to contribute just as much as all these other animals. And um, the mouse ends up being able to give Jesus a pretty special gift. And we'll, we'll let you read the book to find out what that is. But this book is also set in the correct context. And so when we understand the Christmas story within context, it becomes a story of radical hospitality. So many times we tell the story of Christmas where Mary and Joseph show up and they're rejected at the inn and then they go off and Mary has a baby by herself. And what's fascinating is if you read the story, there really is no inn in the Christmas story. The word that is translated in is actually the Greek word kataluma. And it's better translated as the upper room or the guest room. 
and many many houses in the first century had had a room for the family, and then they had a room where animals would come in at night, where they would take the animals in at night. Because most families wouldn't have a lot of animals. They'd have a few sheep, maybe a donkey, maybe some goats. And so they would take them into the house in the evening. And then many houses had an upper room where the guests could stay. And so when we read that correctly, it says there was no room for them in the guest room. And so they stayed um, with, you know, the animals. And probably what happened, and I mean, we're all, we, none of us know exactly what happened, but, but probably what happened was they were welcomed in because hospitality is a, is a huge thing in that culture. And they would have been welcomed into the place where the animals maybe were staying for the night. All of our pictures and illustrations and some of the words tell and help teach the context of these stories. And so they're a little bit more accurate. And that's why, that's why we started to write books was because we wanted to teach children and show children the correct pictures of the Bible. One thing I get to do is I get to lead trips to Israel. And a lot of times those are adults. Most of the times those are adults. And they often say, why didn't we know these things earlier? Why Why didn't we see these pictures that our Bible talks about earlier? And so we just wanted to show our kids those pictures and give them the correct idea and teach them about the, the, the context of the Bible, because we think it matters. We think it changes the stories. Uh, and I like that. And I like it's a young John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because the kids can really relate to that as well. And the mouse, it's a unique way of telling the story that makes children wonder. We want them to wonder, well, wh- what if I was a little mouse? Yeah. What would I see? It helps yep. to, you know, help children to wonder. And your flip book, right, for the hero little one, yep. That tell why that's so unique, because it's like two books for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So that book is based on the Shema from the book of Deuteronomy. So your listeners probably know the verse, Hero Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, love Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then Jesus added, love your neighbor as yourself. And so this book The idea really came from the fact that when our children were really young, we loved starting the day reading to them. Mornings can be crazy, chaotic, but to settle into a big, easy chair, read together was a really beautiful way to start the day. And we really feel that you should start the day with prayer. And that's what this book is. It's a morning prayer. Uh, It follows a little girl as she's waking up, she's brushing her teeth, she's starting her day with her mom. So it depicts her starting her day. And the book is an adaptation of the Shema. So it's really written so that little ones can understand. And then you flip the book over and there's an evening version. It follows the little girl's neighbor as he goes out through his evening routine. So it's a prayer for the evening as well. Yeah. And and what's amazing about the Shema that we find in Deuteronomy is um, God said to Moses, I want you to teach the people these words. And I want you to talk about them when you're at home and when you're away. I want you to write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. I want you to talk about them in the morning and in the evening. And I want you to impress them on your children. So this is a a tool and a resource that we hopefully created that will help parents talk about this, how much God loves you, but then also what does God expect of us as we go out into the world? And so it it really is a, a book that hopefully. Um, is a framework for for the whole day, you know, and sets the whole day into context. Yes, and it's the apostles asked Jesus, what is the most important command? And he repeats the Shema, and he adds your strength. 
into that verse saying that your mind is your strength. And so we want our children to learn that also. So I just love those three books. Okay. So the wandering wise men activity set. Oh my (laughs) goodness. It's so cute. It features three plush wise men, a children's picture book and a 37 day family devotional. It's a great, great devotional toy and book to use during the holiday season. And it's beautifully done. And it's the, the wise men are well-made. I don't know who made your wise men, but they are <laughs> my daughter's 29. She's like, mom, these are really cute. They're Good. just adorable. So how can parents use this as a tool to teach little ones about the birth of Christ? Yeah. So um, we wanted to create a resource that the whole family could use together, right? Because oftentimes the kids have their resources and then the parents have their resources. And, and what, what could we create so that the family could journey through Advent together. And, you know, we, we kind of thought of this idea of wandering, right? We wander, we, we're walking towards something. Advent is looking towards something. And so we thought about what if, what if we wandered with the wise men? And, you know, and the wise men come, come later. Um, and so they may meet Jesus when he's, you know, older, you know, maybe two years old, but they come to his house or the house that Mary and Joseph are, are living in at the time. And and so we wanted to also teach some of that, right? Most of the Christmas books we read at the end of the Christmas books, everybody's there. The shepherds are there. The wise men are there. Everybody shows up at the same time. And that's not necessarily accurate. And um, sometimes we don't give the wise men the, the credit they deserve, right? And, I, and one of the reasons we love the wise men is because we really are, that's, that's who we play in this story, right? They, the wise men are outsiders, and they get welcomed into the story of Jesus. And that's the same, same for us. We all get welcomed into the story. And so we wanted to create a resource that would help teach the story. And so um, the picture book tells the story of, of the, the wise men. And once again, through the illustrations, through the text, we did a lot of research on um, locations. And so um, you'll see some of Herod's palaces, some of the palaces that I get to take people to now, the ruins, we got to show in this book. And so and we also show the city of Petra, the ancient city of Petra. And, and so the, the picture book tells the story. Um, the devotional dives much deeper into some of these details. And, you know, we'll be the first to say we don't know the exact details, right? And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to create a resource where people would start asking questions, the right questions. So where could they have come from? They, the wise men could have come from multiple places. You know, what was the star? Well, there's multiple um, suggestions as to what the star was or what it, what it could have been. You know, but the, I think the most important thing is we, we put it in the context of, of Matthew, who says, you need to know this story. And so we have to ask ourselves, why do we need to know this story? I think Matthew was telling his audience that, you know, the outsiders are included. You know, this, this is a story for everybody. And so the devotionals get go much deeper into the historical, the geographical, the cultural context. We wrote them so that kids could understand them, but we also hope that adults learn something new. The three stuffies are just a way of families having fun together and, you know, hiding these stuffies around the house and being able to wander with the stuffies. And so, you know, families have used families and churches. We're we're hearing about churches who have used these and put them somewhere in the church. And then the Sunday school classes, go find them or, you know, or they're somewhere in the sanctuary. I can see the kids taking them and acting out the story. For sure. Back then it was so dangerous to travel. You didn't go just with three men anywhere. You had to have right. like a caravan. Right. 
Well, I just love this. And are there any new books that you are working on that are coming out? We we are. We have a book coming out with Zonder Kids. Spring of um, 2024. Spring of 20, yes. And it's called This Special Blessing for You. And so um, that's all we can say about that at this point. Follow, <laughs> follow along on our social channels and we'd love to or sign up for our website our email and we'll love to keep you up to date we also are working on a, a resource that people can use throughout lent and so kind of like the wandering wise men but something that is a devotional for each day of lent has a storybook that goes along with it and it may even have a little stuffy that you can hide around the house during the season of lent so we're excited about those couple projects and yeah well, I'm so happy to have you both on the show. We'll have all the links to where people can find you, where they can order your books and order the beautiful Three Little Wise Men. They're just adorable. Thank you for being on the show. You bet. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much, Leanne. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids who become strong Christian adults. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.